Welcome to another week, another episode of IBG Weekly. I am your host and founder of Iron Blood Games, Achille Rangamohotige, and I am joined by Bhupati Sangeet, our tech lead, and our writer, Stanny, lead writer. My bad. That's such a bad start, isn't it? <laughs> well, that was okay, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. you can edit this chat Fine. bit out anyway, right? Right, okay, so uh, before we dive into what's hot out there, if you haven't checked out our previous episodes, you can click on the top right corner for it and uh, go check it out. Let us know what your thoughts are in the comment section below. So, um, today we have the topics lined up for us. Uh, we don't really have any uh, development news as of yet. This is the out of the week and uh, the team has been basically helping our family out, uh, getting ready for the festivities. Um, so today's topics: Sekiro Easy Mode. Uh, do do we need that? <laughs> um, then we have uh, Ubisoft. There was a cool um, interview by IGN, and they uh, they revealed a bunch of stuff. It's really in- interesting. And uh, Bioware is our main topic, okay, for the day. So uh, <laughs> get your thoughts in order for that. And uh, we have basically Epic copying Apex. That's um, is it is it a healthy thing? And I'd like to get your opinions. And our final topic is that Prince Harry. Um, is you guys know who Prince Harry is? I hope Prince Harry has. Uh, yeah, he he wants to ban <laughs> Fortnite in the UK. <laughs> I just I took a pause there because I was like, hmm. <laughs> I mean, we all know Queen Elizabeth, Please. but you know. Kill the claps. <laughs> yeah, that will totally. Prince Harry saying, "Yeah, ban Fortnite in the UK." So we'd like to. Uh, uh, Kill their claws. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Prince Harry. Very cool. <laughs> so uh, let's get started, shall we? Um, Sekiro Easy Mode, guys. Uh, so as you know, that there has been some uh, very interesting. Uh, Posts by these uh, game journalists. Some game ge- journalists are saying that it is disrespectful for the player that uh, Sekiro does not have an easy mode because they just—it's like they don't trust the player to uh, basically not spoil the experience for themselves and stuff. What they're saying is that an easy mode needs to be in a game like uh, a Soulsborne game, so that if players choose to, they can just enjoy the story and so on and so forth. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, let's start with Stanny, actually. Yes. So I, the only from sector game that I've played so far is Bloodborne. And after that, then I played Dark Souls three for a bit uh, and Dark Souls one. It was in my early days, but I believe that it's their thing. Like, it's it it's it's something you can't really expect them to change mm. their di- direction. Mm. I think that. Uh, it's not it's it's coming from someone that you know if you need an easy mode you just simply just an easy mode if you don't want to play that game it's it's the most easiest way to go about it i like i think that it's it's pretty disrespectful uh for the developer's intended vision uh i don't know what's your thought on thoughts on this all right uh here's the deal uh 
the uh, the thing with uh, uh, asking for a easy mode is that kind of shows that uh, what kind of uh, gamer you are you know even if you are a casual gamer uh, the skill you possess is something uh, something that you can work on you know i exactly. mean uh, you uh, you buy a game because you want to play it right so uh, i mean there's been like uh, how many soulsborne games so far six now right uh, with sekiro it's like six uh, it's demon souls and then uh, three dark souls games and bloodborne and then now sekiro right so this yeah. is the sixth uh, installment so uh, they know what they were getting into right so when you play the game you know it's going to be hard so why can't you just uh, take some hours you know a couple of days and just really get into it and uh, get better because uh, soulsborne games are all about that it's not about actually uh, killing uh, bosses and just uh, you know completing exactly. the game it's about like uh, uh, yeah exactly uh, it's about uh, uh, being better uh, version of yourself you know in terms of uh, playing games you know it's about it's about those skills that you uh, need to possess uh, uh, the the thinking the the uh, the reactions you know all that so yeah, yeah. i think uh, it's really important that uh, uh, soulsborne games uh, have that uh, uh, identity to it you know i mean you shouldn't yeah. really uh, change that uh, yeah. and uh, the thing is that uh, they have this really interesting uh, argument uh, yeah. where they say uh, having an easy mode uh, the, oh, no, uh, people say uh, having an easy mode uh, ruins the experience of the game and they yeah. say that uh, uh, as of now uh, there are no easy mode uh, officially but there are mods you know so yeah. that means uh, people are cheating you know and some people are just uh, playing it uh, you know as usual they just grind and grind until they you know uh, get over some obstacle right uh, yeah. so for the people who played uh, seriously there's no uh, uh there's no uh, way of ruining their experience because uh the uh, some people are using mods you know that's what yeah. their uh, mm-hmm. argument is that uh, having mods uh, never really ruins the uh, fun for other people but i would yes. say like uh, it's kind of demeaning because uh, i mean one person uh, like uh, really plays the game for hours and hours and is trying to you know get a win and this other guy is just uh, installing a freaking uh, mod and just two couple of slashes and bam uh, a boss is gone right so that's uh, really not how uh, the developers intended uh, this gameplay experience to be you know uh, yes. i mean uh, in game designing uh, the, the the thing is that you need to uh, like uh, expect the, how the how the players uh, play the game right Uh, so it has to be uh, in a way that they uh, they have planned uh, how uh, players should uh, feel and experience mm-hmm. so it's like bypassing the whole thing the whole experience and just finishing the game i mean what's the point in there you know it's such a futile thing in the so, yeah so, so i'm also, really against yeah. Mm. yeah i agree I with believe, all that yeah i agree i totally it, it's it's a good thing that bubu brought up this topic about uh, community based uh, like hacking things uh, yeah. it's it's okay 
to use mods and if you want to play the game in easy mode. But asking the developers to implicate the easy mode, uh, it's just like so disrespectful yeah. in terms of both like from developers and the community uh, fan base that uh, these uh, from software has for years right now. I think it's like I, I'm pretty sure that if from softwares uh you know looks for looking forward to uh, complete this thing they should actually consider adding an ac mode like uh, you know if you have played the phantom pain uh, do you remember that uh, there's this mode where <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. they are like snake gets this like, yeah he gets a chicken, chicken head if you play if you play it in easy <laughs> mode he he runs so around the with the yeah. like pretend that they don't care they don't see you they're like you confused <laughs> and stuff like that they should actually do that Instead, it's it's secure is all it's about. It's like it makes know, fun of the player for play uh, playing in that mode. Yeah, it's exactly. so good. It's so I, good. <laughs> from what I've gathered, playing secure is secure is all about you know uh, finishing uh, beating the boss according to a timing. So if the timing misses, you're gonna get <laughs> in in another way. So either I mean way. that's how all uh, Soulsborne games. Are. Yeah, yeah, you gotta exactly. get the timing right. You know. It's it's the genre, isn't it? I mean, yeah, um, yeah, that's yeah. that's what we we need to really focus on here, and yeah, the journalists need to remember is that mm. this is a Soulsborne game. A Soulsborne yeah. game's unique point is this ridiculous toughness. The fact that each of these bosses and encounters that you come against is either a puzzle or a deep challenge for the player to overcome. Uh, coming yeah. out of it, the player will feel immensely like an immense sense of achievement once they get over yes, each yep. of these bosses and you can't exactly. deliver that epic feeling that epic win feeling if you made the game any easier you know so yeah, what from yeah. are doing is in fact respecting the giving incredible respect to the player and letting yeah. him feel that epic win scenario in a single player game constantly per bo- per each boss encounter and i think that's something that from soft needs to stick to that is their formula and it's it works 100 percent. please don't pay attention to these uh um, i mean articles. i mean if shadow of the colossus uh got under the radar and people still play it to this day i i, I don't i don't i don't know why people have problem with sekiro because uh, from my point of view what i think is that shadow of the colossus is all about grinding it's, it's the, the the seven colossus are like really hard to beat even in the remastered dude, edition. Dude, forget that. The the first Souls game, <laughs> uh, the Demon Souls and uh, Dark Souls one. Dude, those stuff are super super hard, man. Because uh, yeah. we had like insane amount of bugs as well, and the collision detection was like super bad <laughs> at that time. Uh, and yeah. uh, you, you could get like killed without being near the boss. You know, just die. Suddenly, so I think yeah. that uh, people just look past uh, all these uh, uh, Souls game and just uh, focusing on Sekiro. I mean, why suddenly? Uh, why do you need a, a, a easy mode suddenly? Because uh, there has been Damn five games so far, you know. Yeah, another thing that uh, that uh, I remember was a, lo- a while ago. Do you guys remember a game called Cuphead that came out, right? Uh, yeah, that yeah, game yeah. had a review by some oh journalist. God, yeah who couldn't get past the tutorial phase or something. He couldn't get yeah. past that level and he was bashing on it and he gave it a really bad score and all that. And what it revealed is that these game journalists, a lot of them really don't know how to play games, nor are no. they gamers. So, the, and I'm I mean, getting the feeling that dope. like this Soulsborne, the, the, <sighs> so, so they learned a lesson from just uh, calling a game that is really hard 
being f- mm. uh, as being flawed, right? Now they're spinning yeah. the story as if it's disrespecting the player. Yeah, guys, get on oh, our yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. No, man, you're shit. Right? Get good. Yeah. Is what what yeah. a lot of you're people need to. You're just going after the money. Yeah, exactly. Not the experience. Exactly, it's, and. It's um, the what they need to understand is that uh, you're not fooling anyone just because you are bad at the game doesn't mean that the game is bad you need you need yeah. to focus more on uh, delivering exactly why this game is bad game mechanic wise and uh, yes. just because the game is tough isn't a reason for the game being yeah, bad. I mean, you know, the I game mean, being the game tough is, is the tough. whole point of that game well, cuphead yeah. soulsborne games these are meant to be tough games that provide a huge challenge and uh, yeah, yeah but it's tough but it doesn't mean uh, that it, it provides the challenge unfair, you, know? you know these are yeah these are challenging games for built yeah. so purpose built for the player to overcome and that's the whole experience so that's the, <laughs> the delivered experience that's why you pay 60 bucks for that game so what you guys think about uh, Corey Barlog's uh, comment on Sekiro having an easy mode mm. the director of uh, God of War oh yeah hmm <laughs> well, uh, I mean, uh, God of War is like a completely different game, you know. I mean, yeah. it's uh, very uh, story based, you know. It's more like an adventure, and, uh, kind of, you know, like a playing a movie or something. I, but that's yeah. not. Uh, yeah. but, it uh, is cinematic. But he commented yeah. on the game, saying that accessibility has never and will never be compromised to my vision. Yeah, that's his vision, isn't it, yeah. for his game? Yeah. So that's great, yeah. uh, Corey, and all that. But what uh, the FromSoft team is trying to de- deliver is not a God of War experience. What they are de- yeah. delivering is a Soulsborne experience, and a Soulsborne exactly. experience is not something that Corey could never design and create properly. These that's guys true. have that's got true. a lot of skills because I observed Sekiro honestly, and I thought about it, and I really thought about it, and I thought. Can can any team build a game like this? And what I came down mm. to is visuals. Yeah, yeah. Visuals wise, sure, a, a team can come up with a similar looking game. But you can never give that level of detail to the level design, the level boss design. encounters, oh, and mm. just yeah. the game's design is all purpose yeah. built to this have one you guys story. You know, God of War Two. Yeah. Have you guys played God of War Two? Uh, actually, I haven't personally. I th- I it's, don't think so. No, um, it's it's annoying. It's 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 same as Sekiro, but in the most parts, like you make one mistake and you. How is it? Goes like that. Yeah, it's it's pretty complicated. But I remember the old God of War yeah. having um uh, like uh, difficulty modes, right? They they have. Yeah, yeah. So like, it really depends on what kind of difficulty you went in on, I guess. Um, mm. I remember playing, I think, God of War 3 or something, and I pretty much played it in medium mode simply because I wanted to get through it quickly. <laughs> I, I wanted to just yeah. see the story points. I wasn't particularly interested. Anyway, we've been uh, discussing this topic at length. So the summation is that Soulsborne games are its own unique experience. And these journalists what they have made uh, points on the game needing uh, an easy mode is not really relevant especially to this genre and uh, I think that every one of us would agree for that point and uh, so our next topic up is uh, Ubisoft and uh, the the IGN uh, interview I think Stanny uh, knows about this at length and uh, I'm really yeah, excited I, about uh, Splinter Cell yes. 
Oh yeah. Uh, it's so, a forty-four minute interview. I oh, didn't have God. time to watch the whole yeah, thing, yeah. but. He did reveal some interesting things because it's pretty interesting if you have played Ghost Recon Wildlands and Sam Fisher makes an appearance and yeah, it got me mm. really excited really? for the most part. But oh, I didn't know. Yeah, he, yeah, there was a special mission yeah, yeah. and Sam Fisher actually comes and he, he also even pays a tribute to Venom Snake. He's saying that, oh my God, I'm the only one in the field and it was like so emotional uh, in both ways. And uh, it's I'm pretty sure that like Ubisoft is currently on a like a course to revive their old titles because you know I personally knew about Ubisoft oh through, like a, um, like a shared Cell. universe yeah. what you're saying right uh, so yeah, yeah, games yeah. like uh, uh, Splinter Cell and uh, for some reason they also had like uh, missions in the uh, in in this uh, game where the teams from uh, Rainbow Six Siege was getting involved as well. There were missions where, yeah. like, Caviera was uh, actually apparently there's a mission where you had to save her because some shit went, some stuff went down. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so it might be that they're trying to build this, like, a connected universe, right? Uh, between yeah. their it games. It is connected titles. universe. Like, if you, if you take Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed, so, like, there are some uh, theories suggest that uh, Watch Dogs may be the present day story uh, of Assassin's Creed and really? Assassin's Creed is no, yeah, not kind of, present day. I mean, uh, it's it's all connected. Uh, yeah, I it mean, is all uh, connected, but they are not. Uh, like, they there was an Easter egg right. in um, uh, Watch Dogs One as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, like the point being is that Ubisoft is actually going in a good cause, but. Uh, I mean, uh, it's I, I don't know how they're gonna uh, make a Splinter Cell game because uh, after Tom Clancy like passed away, uh, and I don't know how the series they're gonna revive the series because yeah, uh, uh, yeah, without the original creator of the because franchise. his writing is what really gave that game that um, all those yeah, epic moments, soul. right? He, he exactly. it's, it's, he he came up with all the plots and all that. So can yeah, they find? Yeah an equally talented team or a writer or someone who can come up with really great plots. We'll see. We'll That's have to true. see. Yeah. That's true. But, uh, yeah, I hope they don't add any copy-paste mission. Jesus Christ. <laughs> mm, <laughs> okay. It's their style, though. I mean, when they... if You know, this is something that they keep making, right? They, every one of their games has become an uh, open-world RPG oh mechanic game, right? So you see what what has happened to Assassin's Creed. It's no longer Assassin's Creed, really. Where is the yeah. assassin part of Assassin's Creed, right? It's Creed. No. Well, actually, no, no, no. Well, for um, the series, I I can say that this is like okay. Now we've seen these uh, the origin of the assassins. Now Odyssey is not about the origin of the assassin, but it's actually a bridge between uh, the present day and the past day story. Mm. So. Mm. Uh, we are not going to see any assassins uh, anytime soon, but they are actually promising that, uh, you know, the, the next Assassin's Creed game is the last in the series of the uh, ancient trilogy, and they are okay. calling it the ancient trilogy, yeah, oh, the I Origins, see. Odyssey, and the next one. And after that, it will return to the, uh, you know, the uh, afterbirth of the Christ, and uh, it, it's going to give <laughs> really? us more answers regarding, yeah, regarding uh, the, the, the present day and the first That's civilization. Cool. Well, yeah, I mean, here's the thing, right? With the, the, the whole design element of um, yeah. uh, Origins, for example, right? So mm -hmm. it was, here's the story. This 
crappy stuff happened to you and by the way you need to kill this these these guys in these 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 regions and mm -hmm. once you kill these these guys the next bunch above them will become accessible and then you have to go kill those guys and then kill the other set until you reach the final yeah. guy and it's like it's all almost like the whole process of getting to them also is the same you know you you do a yeah, similar bunch like, of missions to unlock yeah. that boss then you go kill him yeah. and then you i couldn't get to the end of that game i got bored yet again but i went further than other <laughs> assassin's creed games but i did get bored. <laughs> um well, i like the rpg yeah, I, element i really like that because yeah. all that customization i like it because i like collecting bits and pieces and making myself look cool yeah. <laughs> that part had me going but after a while i'm like uh, something else turned up I'd rather play that instead this feels like a job more like a job than a game I, I hate <laughs> that part about games making the tasks feel so monotonous that you feel like you're doing a job instead of playing a game mm. that that's mm -hmm. very to me that's bad game design honestly so um, yeah the uh, SNL skit that uh, they, that has happened uh, for the division. Uh, they are discussing the the whole point is that the division two has some really chatty NPCs. What did you guys think about that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, yes, Pupati, what do you think? Uh, well, I personally don't care about uh, division. I never played it actually. Ouch. Uh, the <clears throat> but uh, well, it's. I don't know really what to say, you know. Well, uh, yes, yeah. I played both of the divisions, but I yeah, I can say that SNL is I, I agree with totally agree with SNL because I remember playing Division One and like every time I move or turn around, there will be like a and busy and just start talking and I don't want to hear what you say because I just want to explore and shoot some guys and <laughs> like it's, it's very good, getting really annoyed and I mean SNL is the latecomer of every party and. Even they caught up in the gaming community. It's like really surprising. I'm like surprised, dude. Okay, I mean, um, I, for, I, they just use the logo, and yeah. I, I'm I'm pretty surprised how Ubisoft really handled this situation. Mm, yeah, they took it in stride, yeah. didn't they? Their reply yeah. was that, hey, we fixed that issue, by the way. <laughs> Good one. Thanks for embarrassing yeah, us. If, if that was like a different company, like for example. I don't know if there's a like hostile company like EA or something like that. Oh, we're going to get um, to that later. Don't worry about that. We're going to get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> Good parties coming always. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so, yes. Uh, we can segue right off that, actually. Uh, right oh, yeah, into yeah. our main topic, which is uh, Bioware and the Anthem release. And uh, oh. the the reveal by uh, Mr. Schneider, Jason Schneider? Yes, um, he he wrote an Shrier, in, Shrier. Shrier, sorry Shrier, my bad. Yeah. Um, he, <laughs> he he did an in depth art. He wrote an in depth article on Kotaku and uh, revealing exactly what happened during the development process of Anthem, and it's shocking, honestly. Oh my god! Um, and uh, the whole uh, idea, the the short of it is that the development of the game was pretty much uh, in limbo for the five of the six years that it was in development and seven. it oh sorry seven, seven years of development uh, and then uh, in the final 16 or so months the game came together 
So it all was put yeah. together in the final year of the game's um, development process, which is actually it doesn't surprise me. It actually felt like a game that was built in like a year or two rather than uh, a game that spent seven years. And I kept on asking like, what? What happened with this game? Exactly what happened? I want to know. Seven years. And we finally got the answer. And uh, mm. there's some really interesting um, reveals on that. And I'd, uh, I'm going to let uh, Bhupati actually start off this one. All right. Okay. Uh, here's the thing. I don't want to be a dick about this. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I got to say that uh, uh, I got to thank uh, BioWay and EA for like, uh, giving us uh, this... Uh, great lesson about what not to do uh, in game development you know yeah uh, they're providing like a lot of uh, really good examples yeah. uh, like uh, like riding on your developers i mean your developers are basically your entire uh, you know power you know you that uh, that's where you get your entire uh, progression you know mm. so like you have to handle your developers uh, better you know uh, it's like uh, kettles uh, you know you gotta they are like uh, kettles or cattles basically cattle sorry what did I say kettles kettles <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah like cattles you know I mean uh, you gotta respect your developers first uh, the thing is that uh, the thing what uh, went wrong with Anthem is actually uh, the upper brass you know hmm. the, the the leaders so-called the upper management uh, they could really uh they dropped the uh, ball, right? mm. yeah uh, they can uh, get out of the uh, uh ideation phase of the game for five freaking years and that that is really concerning because i mean these guys get paid like insane amount of money you know i mean what the they were doing i mean I, I don't know uh they couldn't really uh get a handle of uh handle of things until this uh this particular person uh, finally came into uh, the development team. I don't, I don't remember his name, but uh, he's some sort of a veteran from uh, uh, Dragon Age uh, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, he came down and he put his foot down and started making decisions because nobody was making decisions. Everybody was chiming in on, uh, you know, like okay, let's do this. And the other guy would say like, oh, no, 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 let's do this. I mean, this looks good. But uh, ultimately, um, nothing was decided, you know. There mm. was like a bunch of ideas and uh, nothing else. I mean, how can you like implement uh, 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 some sort of uh, mechanic uh, yes. if you're not even sure like what, uh, what, what is the mechanic itself, you know. And meanwhile, you know, uh, while the management team is being indecisive, the the developers of this project are in like mm. constant state of flux they don't know if anything that they're creating is actually going to be in the game so they were yeah. going through tremendous amount of stress mm. and they were talking yes. about how they they there were uh, what, what do they call it stress uh, stress uh Stress casualties? Stress casualties, Stress exactly. Casualties. Yeah. yeah, so oh uh, and, and, and they were they were literally incapable of working because they were just mm. overcome with anxiety and stress and they couldn't mm. come into work and they would take like four months of break for this. This is like mm. you're destroying the person's soul. And uh, management calls this uh, development 
the bioware magic and uh, yeah yeah i'm pretty sure stanny has some great pointers on that well i believe that uh, people are going after bioware is like really unfair because you know if you read the article uh, you can clearly see that that the project during the development phase and uh, the the eas like constantly changed the engine for some dumb reason and uh, they're not, you know right? when, when they they they, they say, no 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 they, they started off with they, the fault that they, they did I mean, was no, no, they no, forced I mean, I, frostbite on them yeah they were using frostbite but the engine they were like going under like certain development phase as well as i mean some sort of update or something in no, the article no, no. it literally um, mentions uh, the yeah, the engine wasn't being wasn't going under updates the engine's version was there but they got some engineers basically to come help yeah. the bioware team to basically uh, add features to make the the engine more uh, easier to use for rpg games right they needed some features that some core features were missing in that uh, in the engine that required the engineers to come in and make changes to the engine itself right so in the middle yeah. as this was happening <laughs> ea went and said uh, actually we need these engineers to go help the fifa team because fifa makes us much oh more money than God. you guys so, so they dumb. they took the engineering the the frostbite engineering team away from the bioware team so bioware was basically they had to deal with all those problems the frostbite engine had with the core development team which Well, they struggled. The general is that about I'm about my thoughts are that it's unfair that people are going after Bioware instead of EA for some reason, um, and also uh, I don't I don't agree. No, with I am putting. I mean, the, yeah. I think I mean, Bioware is for like most mostly. Yeah, I mean, for, like for for the for most part, the, the when they announced it as Project Dylan, it was supposed yeah. to be it was supposed to be. Uh, the Bob Dylan of the video games, and mm-hmm. finally it went through so many changes in the script as mm-hmm. the development is going by. And initially, they they are calling it a Destiny clone, but instead it's not a Destiny clone; it's a Warframe clone because Destiny is kind of a clone of Warframe, but nah, Destiny like, shit, man. Destiny is like Warframe. <laughs> Warframe is kind of original. Uh, uh, my, my but I think uh, Destiny was more trying to be. Yes. Um, The, the destiny was also trying to take borderlandsy elements because you can I, see the the I amount mean, of gun drops and stuff uh-huh. uh, you know the weapon drops i mean like yeah for for yeah for example i think that you know um it's solely on the publishers uh fault and uh, lack of leadership uh i think that's not fair because uh, going, going after the developers is uh, really unfair well like, here's not. yeah mm-hmm. here's the thing right the blame here uh, we can we, we don't everyone knows exactly who is to blame here uh, which is the management of uh, yep, the yes. bioware's uh, head right uh, those guys dropped the ball the if any hate is put in put towards like the the actual the developers as in the your your basic uh, workers in bioware that's not fair because yeah. especially like uh, for example i believe uh, bioware edmonton the guys who mm. uh, who had some experience in multiplayer the guys who made the uh, was it the bioware star wars mmo oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so Republic. they yeah so they had they had pointers to mm. give the the main team right and yeah. they were ignored pretty yeah. much and uh, another part was that even the the no, the staff 
certain developers were coming up to the management and saying, hey guys, you know, these problems, you need to address them. They were ignored. ignored and then yeah. uh, when the game like uh, was shown to the, um, was he, was he the vice president executive, or executive uh, no, of EA? Executive. So yeah, yeah. here's the thing, here's the thing where Stanley's going to get shocked, right? EA <laughs> yeah. in this case actually helped Anthem more th- in a certain sense because yeah, the exactly. guy played the first iteration of the game hmm. by Bioware and he says, guys, yeah. this is disappointing. This is not what I need. You know, do uh, do it again. You know, show me something else. So these guys yeah. spent another six months like and uh, you know what they did? They chucked in flying. They threw in the flying mechanic and then this guy played yeah. it again and he's like, this is exactly what I wanted. This is exactly. Mm. And that game, that uh, the demo version that he played was what they showed it in E3. Yeah. 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 I know that. Stuff. So technically, because this guy from EA said, put uh, this, these features that I just show, just saw in this demo in the game, they had to go with flying. Flying wasn't intended to be in the game. They were actually taking it out. They they initially decided it's not a feature they want to go with. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, wow, really? Just imagine Anthem without the flying. Yeah, uh, you. Yeah, yeah. So well, um, what were they thinking? Yeah, I mean, seriously, this in this case, major. If if blame is. Me- meant to be given blame is meant to be given to management and they need to really accept that because the 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 reply that bioware gave out without even properly reading this article properly from shrier uh, was EA disrespectful was EA, I, think EA I agree is the one who replied right uh, what they say is that that was like a corporate reply almost like bioware yeah. ea you know the people who are at the top really put it together and just shoved it out just just vomited it onto their website so that uh, um, apparently they thought that uh, that would really slap down the journalists and tell them to know their place because they were actually uh, blaming journalists not to be games journalists Um, they were asking them uh, not to um, dig deep into the development processes of of games and reveal it is what they they were like low key trying to say if you read between the lines there and yeah. um, i 100% uh, disagree as uh, small indie teams you know seeing these things and hearing about them right it even helps other teams realize what their mistakes might be because exactly. even even within um, in, within my team when i read that uh, bioware's top um, the leaders weren't making decisions they were just all in like a limbo they weren't finalizing their thoughts i was thinking maybe our lbw project really needs to nail down the stuff and just get on with it you know instead yeah. of uh, constantly discussing maybe we should do it this way or maybe we should do that enough planning just get I down think, to work, you know? <laughs> I think the same thing happened with uh, Sean Murray, uh, No Man's Sky. Yeah, I think like, he overpromised. I think that's what he yeah. did wrong, man. Yeah. I think, no, actually, he had all he got the too ideas. Excited. Yeah, he, he loved his game so much. He yeah. just, he was so, you can see it in his face, dude. He was loving his creation. Yeah. He was his baby, you know? And when people, when he finally got to talk about it, he just let his heart out. And uh, he ended up really uh, giving yeah. us, the, the people who were about to buy it, 
a really yeah. uh, different idea about what what we were getting from the initial release of the game, right? But actually, he 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 actually resurrected the game. Yeah, he did. See, yeah, yeah. see that's the yeah, best that's part about him, right? So he saw that people were extremely disappointed. He didn't yeah. lash out. He yeah. he basically hunkered down with his team. He brought yeah. them together, and then he delivered on all of those promises. Actually, he delivered on everything now. Exactly what I he hope, said in yeah. those interviews. I hope you I can hope, do it now. Uh, I hope Bioware does the same with Dragon Age Four. I hope they do the same with Anthem, man. I hope they bring that yeah. game together. I don't know what they can know, do right? at this point, but I hope they they do uh, they do they do what Sean Murray did to his game. You know. But I don't know. We don't know what will happen because it looks like from the kind of reply that uh, Bioware gave to that article, it looks like they, they haven't learned. Kind of hostile, yeah. Yeah, they were pretty hostile. <laughs> it makes yeah. me sad because Bioware, like like all studios, you know, it's like uh, you keep hearing about the way they just change over time as they become more powerful and more uh, more wealthy. I know, right? Right? Mm. They change I mean, over they time. EA itself used to be people who were so passionate about just games and the quality of their games. Now it's all about live services and the money. How do we monetize people? It's always about the money. Yeah. I mean, like, BioWare is is kind of uh, blaming the guy who left the project early, but the same thing happened with Last of Us 2. I mean, Bruce Traley, he left uh, left Naughty Dog while... Uh, the project was under development phrase, and the main writer was very, still there, right? Um, yeah, but but still, it's the creative part we gotta consider. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it must have been a big hit, right, when he left. Yeah. But I think yeah. exactly what uh, same thing happened in Bioware. But when um, in in Bioware, who was his? What was his name? I'm so bad with names. <laughs> same here. Um, so anyway, the the guy who initially came up with I think Anthem the whole idea, right? He left. Yeah. Um, and what the the le- the leadership that was left with weren't really strong individuals who could just steer the ship. Uh, they couldn't make decisions like he could. He he was the guy who was just nailing down. All right, after every meeting, there needs yeah. to be someone who says. Okay, at this meeting we decided this. Let's create it. It's done. It's you know this is what's going to be in the game. But no, mm. no, there was no one in that development, their management team that was there to make those decisions until the very end. I think, the, as you guys said, the guy from uh, Dragon Age or something came in and he basically grabbed uh, the and steered this shipwreck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was sinking. I, I bet he knew. I bet he knew it was sinking. Yeah. So, uh, the... Yeah, so... Our... Our real, real thoughts about this is that really, Bioware re- needs to respect games journalism more here. And uh, they need to take these opportunities to grow and just be better, you know? There's no such thing as Bioware Magic anymore. It has been revealed I mean, exactly yeah. what Bioware still, Magic is. But the community, they, they really need to listen to their community. And and that as well. They, they need yeah. to connect with them. This is not all about money. It's all about giving the... Yes, stick to what you say to the public in, these, yes. in those uh, public uh, statements exactly. about creating a game, about all the experiences. Why don't you really believe in those lines that you give out and just focus on delivering those promises, you'll be fine. You just need to deliver on the promises. That is all you need to do. And then, and then you're golden. Yep. 
So, um, the next topic, right? We've been really discussing yeah. a long time about uh, Bioware here. So, uh, Epic is uh, taking uh, some leaves out of Apex because Apex is, is now the... Uh, Apex Predator of... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah Apex is at the zenith of uh, Battle Royale games they are killing it with the uh, the number of players that are playing it and it's like really popular they did they did a, a lot of things right in that game and now yep. Epic who was at the top um, they are basically taking insp- uh, some are saying they are copying uh, Apex and uh some people think that's a bad thing. Some people think it's not such a bad thing. So, what do you guys think? Bupati? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, it was it was shitty for them to like uh, completely rip off uh, all the good things about uh, uh, you know what may uh, in uh, Apex. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, they're basically their competition. You know, <laughs> so yeah. they were like. Uh, Oh, you know what? Uh, we're gonna get that too. You know, did that like, like a literally like a week <laughs> after, right? I'm like, dude, do you not have any sense of like you know <laughs> originality? You know, and uh, this is the same guys who uh, uh, you know talked about not l- letting crappy games into uh, their own uh, you know platform. But you know, I mean, died. yeah, I mean, <laughs> literally, I mean. I mean, it's kind of like uh, them accepting that uh, uh, Apex is better because, uh, and they are like trying to catch up. I mean, they literally rip off uh, all their uh, all the good mechanics from uh, Apex, right? So it's kind of like saying, uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, we need to catch up with you guys as well, right? Mm. <laughs> that was kind of funny. I mean, I think for my part. Uh... If someone rips off me, I would be really pissed because, uh, you know, so if so if if someone needs to come up with an original idea, you know how the process works. It's like almost you gotta grind, think, and it's like a painful process to go through. And when it's finally done, and someone actually you know rips it, rips it off and just starts making money out of it, it's it's not fair because. I, I believe that if Fortnite was like a free-to-play, like a total free-to-play game, and they rip off something from Apex, I think that would be cool. But Fortnite makes like shit tons of cash. And I believe that, that it's not fair to uh, rip off your competition. Like, it's, it's the worst strategy to... Uh, the worst strategy any business model could have. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> who came up with it. I think yeah. that it's, it's not fair uh, that ripping out of your competition because you know just uh, just, just you know admit your defeat that that's all, all i'm asking i think they did by you know copying everything yeah they, they did but but they didn't intend to do that but they did oh, that yeah. day. like now they look like this <laughs> it's nothing to say well i'm gonna say something controversial here to you guys compared to your pointers i yeah. don't think this is a bad thing I think that this is actually fair enough because the really the mechanics that Apex has, right? They aren't like these super unique uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, things. Like for example, the ping system, right? Pinging existed in Battlefield and all that, yeah. right? And it's it's almost like these 
since these guys all work uh, under EA, um, it's almost like they took inspiration from that pinging system on Battlefield, and they're like, yeah, why don't we let this come, make this a, a proper uh, deep means for people to communicate because we are forcing them into squads and all that, right? And yeah. uh, the the other part is the respawn, right? I mean, yeah, that's really good thought uh, thinking, right? But at the same time, for example, if Apex did anything where you can construct buildings in the middle of your battle royale thing, that's almost taking a very unique element, right? Yeah, yeah. Con yeah, uh, yeah. construction. But respawning the the ability to respawn that's that. That's fair enough for Epic to just think, actually, that's a really good idea. We should allow our, you know, the squad play to uh, revive your teammates again. It's really risky. It's super risky, actually. It's, <laughs> it never works out. Sometimes in Apex, when you revive your squad, you just get hunted down by everyone because yeah, you see that I shit mean, coming. They like know this weakling yeah. is jumping yeah, down. Yeah, right. Without any gear, he's going to yeah. be dropping down. So that these elements that Epic took from um, Apex really just helped make their game better, right? And yeah. I always think like anything that you can get inspired from the uh, from your competitors or what other game developers are doing is always a good thing. You know, games will start competing with now Apex will come up with some game changing element. Probably they they need to stay at the top, right? Now, if yeah. um, Fortnite has all these features, the Fortnite has the upper hand with the building mechanic again, right? Because they have all the other features that Apex might have. So what yeah. I what I'm thinking is that it always it's always good to have this kind of like competition between uh, games, so that the end user, who is the player, always benefits from that because they just get better experiences. They get, you know, uh, a better variant of a certain mechanic someone else might have done, right? There's yeah. always something good that happens when someone iterates upon an idea. And uh, originally, Battle Royale was PUBG, right? And yeah. uh, PUBG was really, really mad about the fact that Fortnite came out. Fortnite was initially just meant to be a survival game, right? Fort yeah. Fortnite's initial idea. Game. So the Battle Royale thing was that they just saw PUBG was doing really well and they're like, yeah, we can put a battle, we can do a Battle Royale. Uh, and everybody started doing that. Yeah, yeah literally so, everybody. So PUBG is, is really the guys, if they, if they want to make a complaint, but they can't, yeah. you know, this is a game mode. This is not something you, you didn't I like, think, uh, you I can't say. Far Cry is the first game ever to introduce Battle Royale, right? Yeah, I guess. Far Cry? Yeah, Far Cry. Uh, you know, the last man standing or something? A lot of games had that last man standing uh, yeah. kind of uh, game modes. And this guy basically thought, okay, so I really like this game. I, I don't know what their thought process is, but this is how games come to be. You know, you, you shouldn't be trying to um, uh, create a, a villain out of it. This is just how games are, right? That's mm. way back then... Uh, when shooters came into the market, you have Quake, you have Unreal Tournament, you had Wolfenstein. All the the gameplay mechanic was the same, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah, you, you didn't hear a lot of people just pointing and saying, hey, we're going to sue you because you were copying us completely. You ripped us off. And the, no one was like anti making someone a, the, a main, like a bad guy who's done a dirty trick. It's Everyone was just like, oh, yeah, here's another cool spin on this type of gameplay. 
and a lot of people were borrowing, borrowing mechanics and so on and so forth. I think I think uh, this this is this is healthy for games, you know, to to borrow ideas and just make games better. I always I and me. I personally support it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's that's the whole thing, right? Survival of the fittest. So the other guy, he needs to come up with something better. I always, it's always uh, that's what I think. You know, it's fair enough in my in in my honest opinion. There are certain things that I would uh, go and jump on and say, hey, that's unfair. But uh, this one, not so much. Um, now, final topic, since we are on uh, Epic copying Apex and Fortnite and all that. Prince Harry jumped into the fray and uh, he wants to ban Fortnite outright because uh, he nice. he shares Stanny's sentiments and he thinks yes. these guys <laughs> these guys need to be put down. So he wants yes. to ban uh, Fortnite, Fortnite in the needs UK to be because... <laughs> well, the, his reasoning behind it is because uh, Fortnite is apparently uh, encouraging uh, game addiction, which is a um, a serious health uh, I have issue a solution for that. I have a solution for that. <laughs> you know, send those kids to the ranch. <laughs> send them to the ranch. Oh, God. Don't we all I just mean, wish I mean, everyone followed I mean, the like, standards? You know, I mean, like, <laughs> Article 13 was passed, but okay. But yeah, yeah. I think that banning Fortnite uh, is, um, well, you know what they could do? They could, like, give out, give some, like, sort of, like, a timeout thing, like Candy Crush does, some yeah. sort of thing. Uh, to fight the or, addiction. Uh, yeah, Clash of Clans. You know, those guys have, like, yes. uh, certain yes. uh So you guys actually are uh, acknowledging that uh, game addiction is a thing, huh? Yes, it is a thing. It is a thing. That's that's something very interesting, isn't it? Like uh, I I heard from like people like uh, very famous game journalists are always like uh, downplaying that whole thing when uh, the main media main media points out that game addiction is a thing. There, a lot of people in like from YouTube uh, game journalists and uh, Mm -hmm. influencers, they would be saying like, no, actually, there's no such thing as game addiction because. it's all about, you know, controlling yourself. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, exactly. It's all about controlling yourself. And some people can't control themselves. Game addiction is a thing, but it really depends on your circumstances and all that. It's, it's a really complicated topic, but honestly, it is a thing. Yeah, I mean, it is. People actually like, you know, for example, this happened in Lancashire. This teenager, he attempted suicide after becoming so obsessed with uh, Fortnite. And really? Yeah, and he's like, he took amphetamines and fuel all night. Now, it, what was his reason sad. for wanting to attempt suicide over Fortnite? Did he just lose a game? <laughs> yeah, uh, what, 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 what was the reason? Well, actually, I think mostly, uh, well, I think his parents tried to, you know, uh, stop the game. Like, they oh. tried to pull the game and he, he, he like, kind of... So, his, know, basically, his... Uh, all his joy was coming out of this game and when his parents basically tried to stop it he just despaired I guess he he, he mm. just I wanted mean, to end I his mean, life that these, was how badly he was feeling about not being able to play more Fortnite I has mean, anyone introduced games, him to Apex? <laughs> oh my god oh my god uh, he might quit that game though <laughs> it's a bit hard I, I mean actually uh, I think that it's the parents fault because you know, in those days, I had a PS2, but still my parents would, like, intervene and say, okay, uh, now your quarter is done and 
you should go do something else go and play uh, with mm. your friends or something like yeah. that it's it's up to the parents not the kid and uh, it's the only way i think that game what game developers should consider is to like create an awareness to fight off game addiction yeah, by implementing yeah. some sort of also it's it, here's another thing right there are some beings within a household with children called parents it is really lots of parents would put all the blame that's happening to their kids on various other outside elements and honestly yes. yeah. the main responsibility the i'm afraid parents. mom and dad is really with you guys you need to just keep an eye on just beat the <laughs> stop swearing on my podcast <laughs> god it's, damn it it's like, it's like russell peter says like you know whack Just this, this is a shit. Christian channel. <laughs> this is a Christian channel. Oh, As <laughs> pewds would say. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. So for most part, I think that it's a serious thing that we, uh, you know, devs should actually consider. Like, parents need to take responsibility and keep an eye on what their p- kids are doing exactly, and exactly. do the parenting part as well. I know life is tough. You have to maybe or. do night shifts and your circumstances might be different but you really need to cultivate your child yeah and yeah, um, honestly game addiction the way these things happen where does a child spend the most of their time in is at home right you yeah. they do get influenced by outside elements but if the core which is your home is a, a healthy place to be these yeah. problems don't occur that is why that a lot of parents need to understand that it's not happening to every kid out there if it's not happening to every kid out there you need to understand there's something wrong in True. the yeah. in in what's happening in, inside your home and you yeah. need to address it you need to be strong and first accept it's happening and then just address it it's it's really hard for human beings honestly it's in our nature to want to blame anything else and not yourself you know and this yeah. is one one of the core things and a lot of people really run away from their responsibilities and uh, this is this is yet another thing that that needs to be addressed yeah and so true. prince harry just banning fortnite is not the solution the solution is it. to just help help everyone just be better parents <laughs> that's true that's true i think the parents are the ones because games will always exist there will be the next you know A Fortnite yeah, like experience. Not Fortnite, then this it's Mi- Minecraft right. always existed, and Minecraft was a <laughs> yeah. huge thing. Like small kids were just rushing into it, right? Yeah. It's still a huge thing. It is still a huge thing, exactly. And yeah. the, so this Fortnite didn't suddenly create anything or create an epidemic of uh, game addiction. Fortnite yeah. is yeah. yet another game experience that is very very fun. But uh, what he needs to just put in general, what he needs to do is. put more awareness about game addiction why it is caused how it can be caused and how parents can fight it because honestly it has happened to me and i'm sure you might all of you might have gone through one of those phases where you just can't put a game down for 6 hours when you're a kid yeah. you know you start true, for me true. i play start playing halo at like 8 in the morning and then all of the sudden it's like 6 in the evening and my mom would come and sh- shout at me but the mm-hmm. great thing is we sri lankan kids we get our ass beat You know, I think there was a strip club in GTS and Andreas. Okay. You <laughs> see, like you, you had serious problems. I, I couldn't get myself yeah. into the strip I club. Tipping, um, yeah. I kept tipping all the time and, until my parents caught me. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. Yeah, for me it was more like uh, just just in general enjoying some Halo, some Super Smash <laughs> and 
and then I get my ass super smashed by my, by my parents <laughs> and uh, you know what I turned out all right at the end of the day <laughs> I did get very angry about getting my ass smashed <laughs> but uh, yeah it's it's just uh, there is no such thing as just banning a certain game to fix a problem what you yeah. need to do is address the actual situation which is game addiction you need to help people out you need to start programs and educate true. people and that true, is true, where true. we leave off this topics for the day so um guys uh, that's it for our podcast for today so thank you very much for tuning in stay tuned uh, or check other episodes actually and uh, make sure to leave a like a comment a share and hit that uh, bell icon to be informed when we have another episode and of course subscribe and uh, share your thoughts in the comment section we would love to hear from you on all these topics actually and uh, yeah this has been great and i'm signing off for now my name is achilla ranga mohantike and bhuvadi sange i'm stanley fernando and yeah that's pretty much it nicely done all right